Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome everyone to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler, and I am your host here each and every week. On this show, and our goal in doing this radio show is to give you the information you need to make great estate planning decisions, point out some things that you may be missing, uh, and and really get you educated. We are an education-first law firm. The education is always free. We do we do uh, lots and lots of seminars all around the city. We teach people concepts like wills versus trust, revocable trust versus irrevocable trust, why, why um, middle-class families should take a look at trust, uh, and um, in addition to wealthier people. You know, there's this nonsense out there that trusts are only for rich people. Uh, I disagree, um, and I like to teach people why, because I, I really think that we can use some of these estate planning tools like trust to really help people with some of the biggest risks that they face in life. Um, and that incorporates, uh, you know, taking into consideration things like taxes and long-term care expenses and probate and keeping your kids uh, from fighting when you all pass away and, and, and all that, right? And, and what most people explain to me when they pass away, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what most of my clients explain to me is that when they pass away, what they want is just they, they, they're looking for peace of mind to know that they did it correctly. They're going to keep their kids from fighting. They're not going to have made some major financial mistake. And, and so um, these are relatively simple goals, but sometimes they require some kind of complicated estate planning. And, and so we're here to take the complicated make it simple for you to understand. Uh, and we do that with some creative stories and some creative content that we do in our, in our estate planning workshops. And so if you have been listening to the show for a while or if you're new to the show and you're thinking, man, yeah, okay, Tim, I find, I got to do it. I know I got to do it. I got to do an estate plan. I'm going to come to one of your uh, workshops and learn what you guys are all about. Uh, you can find them at secklerlawfirm.com. Uh, my last name is hard to spell, so why don't you just go to estateplantim.com, and you're going to find uh, a workshops tab where you can register for our upcoming workshops. We've got uh, them all around the city. We have workshops this month in Cranberry and in South Point. We have workshops in uh, Monroeville. And our goal was to try to get a workshop within a half an hour drive of just about anybody in the Pittsburgh region. And so uh, Cranberry, South Point, or Monroeville this week, you can find it at secklerlawfirm.com or go to estateplantim.com and you're going to find us. Um, here's what I want to check about in this week's episode um, is I want to talk about some taxes. Uh, people always, always, always want to know about the taxes, and I understand because I don't want to give the government any more money. They've had enough as far as I'm concerned. They're not spending it very well from what I can see. You know, we just this month went, uh, were downgraded by Fitch because we're, uh, the, the government is spending too much of my money, um, and I would prefer to keep it in my pocket rather than give it to the government. I would prefer to get the money to my kids rather than uh, than. D.C. or Harrisburg because these clowns don't know what they're doing with the money. Um, and so what I want to do is talk about the four death taxes that apply, uh, and, and they apply to Pennsylvania residents. Only three of them would apply in other states because one of them is the Pennsylvania inheritance tax uh, that we're going to chat about. Now, before we get into talking about these taxes, which I think this episode is going to give you some great information on how to understand how this stuff works, um, what I got to tell you is this is for your education and information. Don't make any decisions based on what you hear on this radio show or any other radio show. We're just putting out content so you can start doing some homework. If you have a legal problem, you can reach out to us. We'd be happy to become your attorney, but I am not your attorney right now. Um, 
we are just doing this uh, by way of education, okay? So caution over. You know not to make any dumb decisions based on what you hear on a radio show because I don't have all of your facts in front of me, so it would be quite impossible for me to give you advice today. All right, so here's the deal. There are four taxes I want to know. I want you to know about with regard to your um, estate plan. All right, uh, there is the federal estate tax. There is the Pennsylvania inheritance tax. There is the um, capital gains tax, and there is the taxation of your IRAs through this new thing called the SECURE Act, which is the biggest tax hike on middle-class Americans in the history of the country, probably. Uh, At least it feels that way. You guys got stolen from with a thing called the SECURE Act, and everybody you could have voted for in Western Pennsylvania voted yes for this thing, so it's not a political thing. It's They all got you. Um, Biggest tax hike you've ever experienced. I'm going to explain it toward the end, and we're going to talk about um, how you might go around uh, saving some money on taxes. All right, so let's first tackle the federal estate tax. Um, the federal estate tax, by definition, does not apply to middle-class Americans anymore. Uh, the current, we're recording this in 2023, the current federal estate tax exemption, you can die with up to $12.9 million, and that's $12.9 million each for a married couple, so $26 million bucks. Um, you can die with $26 million as a married couple and no federal estate tax. So by definition, middle-class Americans are out of that, right? Now, if you happen to have that kind of money, look, that's wonderful. Um, you should be aware of the fact that there are some estate planning tools that you can do to sort of mitigate the tax because when the federal estate tax hit, hits, it, it hits hard. It, it can be in the 30 40% range, and you don't want to pay 30 40% of millions of dollars. And so, um, But my, my inclination is, you got that kind of money. This is already on your radar. Um, we're here to help you if you got some questions around it. But I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the federal estate tax, except that I want to make this point. Most people don't understand that this thing went away. Okay, um, the federal estate tax is currently at about 13 million dollars. In 2026, it's about to drop to about six million dollars. But even at six million dollars, very few people are paying a federal estate tax. So why does everybody know about it? Um, and the answer is because back in the 1990s, the lifetime exemption used to be below a million bucks. It was in like the six, $700,000 range. And everybody in every community in every corner of the world, the corner of the country, I suppose, somebody got smoked by this tax because you had the local community millionaire who passed away, business owner, farmers, and now they got a 40% death tax on that money. And, and so some, take, a, take a dairy farmer in 19. 19- 92 has a two million dollar farm but no money in the bank because dairy farmers you know uh, tend to have a lot of their money in the real estate he passed away he leaves a two million dollar asset to his family now if he had a million dollar exemption you got a million dollars subject to the tax at 40 percent you got a four hundred thousand dollar death tax and that farm now needs to be sold because we don't have four hundred thousand dollars in cash um so the federal state tax is a painful animal when it when it bites but it just doesn't bite very often because unless you have that kind of money, it's not going to factor in. So for middle-class Americans, uh, you don't at least currently have a federal state tax problem. Let's talk about the Pennsylvania death tax. Now, this is an inheritance tax. The inheritance tax is due. It's technically owed by the people inheriting the money, right? uh, as opposed to an estate tax, which is technically owed by the estate. Now, it is very common in practice that the estate, the will or a trust, covers the death tax uh, on behalf of the heirs of the estate. Uh, it depends what the will says and different things. But 
Um, it is technically the responsibility of the person inheriting the money, which is what allows them to um, to discriminate. So you are discriminated against. I mean, it's it's discrimination on its face. The question is whether whether it is unconstitutional discrimination. So your relationship, if I inherit money, the tax rate I pay is is related to the um, my relationship to the person who passed away. So uh, if if you pass away and you leave money to your descendants, kids and grandkids, or to your ascendants for that matter, your parents or grandparents, it's a four and a half percent tax. Okay, so four and a half percent is not that heavy of a hit. Most of the time, families just pay the tax. If Johnny's going to inherit $100,000, he can take 95.5. I'm not going to rearrange my world to save Johnny four and a half percent of some unknown number at some unknown date and time. I'm just, it is what it is. Um, if you don't have kids, or if you have kids and that's not where the money's going, if you leave money to your siblings, it's 12%. If you leave money to pretty much anyone else, nieces, nephews, friends, neighbors, significant others to whom you're not married, 15%. All right. um, now, 15% is a heavy hit, but here's the problem with trying to avoid this tax. If you try to avoid this tax, you have to give up control of your money, yeah, generally, generally speaking. I mean, there's you could have money in life insurance. There's a couple of different ways to do it, but most of the time it requires you to give up control of your money. And I'm not going to advise my clients generally to give up control of their money to their niece in order to save the niece 15% of some unknown number at some unknown date in the future. It just doesn't make any sense. And so oftentimes we just end up paying this tax. And so by definition, the, the, the way that the Pennsylvania inheritance tax works out is it is discriminatory. We're, discriminat we're discriminating against nephews in a way that we're not discriminating against uh, kids, right? Kids are four and a half percent. Nephews are fifteen percent. Which it begs a question: How long are Pennsylvanians going to tolerate this nonsense? Um, we've got a lot of families. I, you know, I, I'm blessed with three children. I intend to leave my stuff to my children. If the tax is still in effect, it'll be in a four and a half percent tax. But you know, I got a lot of friends who have had trouble having children, and. That's painful enough for people who would love to have children and for whatever reason are unable to have children. Um, and so now I've got friends. You probably have friends, family members who would have loved to have had children. It wasn't in the cards. They don't have kids. So they save a nest egg. Not only is it painful enough that they weren't able to have children, now when they pass away, we're going to penalize this family financially by they want to leave money to their nephew whom they love and now the nephew has to pay 15% when if we would have medically been able to have a child it would have been a 4.5% tax why, why are we tolerating that nonsense and then now you take a look and, and the reason we're tolerating that, non, that nonsense is because it is not unconstitutional to discriminate against people who can't have babies is it immoral in my opinion yeah why are we doing that but is it illegal that's a great question I don't think so. They're not a protected class. But here's an interesting question. Here's an interesting question. In Pennsylvania now, we have gay marriage. And it occurs to me, and I don't know, I don't have the statistics to back this, but it occurs to me that people in a homosexual marriage, statistically speaking, probably have fewer children than people in a heterosexual marriage. All right? Okay. Why are we discriminating against homosexual couples? If they're allowed to get married, great. But they may not have children at the same rate as heterosexual couples. So shame on them. And now when, when they leave money to their niece or their nephew, it's going to get hit more expensive. 
that may be a constitutional argument that somebody should consider talking about. Um, and if not from a constitutional or legal standpoint, from a moral and ethical standpoint, why are we doing this to people? So a, a person doesn't have children, a person doesn't get married, and now um, we're going to take more of their net worth when they pass away? That doesn't seem, that seems to be pretty antiquated to me. Um, and so, you know, from my standpoint, I think the Pennsylvania inheritance needs to go away, the inheritance tax, or at least needs to be restructured in a way that it is not so blatantly discriminatory against certain classes of people. That's how I look at it. Maybe you disagree. That's your right. You've got a radio knob. You can change the station if you don't like what I have to say, but I hope you're learning something. All right. Um, so that's the inheritance tax. Now, here's the thing about the inheritance tax. People take action to try to avoid this thing, and I think oftentimes um, it may not be the right decision when they do it. All right. So um, I like to tell a story to my clients. This is one of the workshop stories where um, I ask people, have you ever been in a McDonald's at 7 o'clock in the morning? You know, and nobody ever admits that they go to McDonald's anymore. But, yeah, yet there's a line around the building every day, right? Um, so you go to McDonald's at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you can smell the hash browns, and you smell the coffee. And, and then there's this table of little old fellas in a corner, right? They're in there getting the free coffee, hiding from their wives or whatever they're doing. So the table of little old guys in a corner, and what they're doing is they're in there, you know, chit-chatting every day. And one of the guys eventually says, I'm going to give my house to my kid. And another guy says, well, why in the world would you do that? And, you know, and the guy says, well, my lawyer thinks it's a good idea. And then the other guy says, well, then your lawyer must be a bum because my guy says you shouldn't do that, right? Um, so why are people giving their house to their kids? Well, there's two reasons. One is they want to protect it from the nursing home because everybody kind of has this idea that you got to be broke before you go to the nursing home. I personally think trusts are a better way to do it because you don't have to give up control. But that's a story for another episode. We've done that episode about 50,000 times, so you can find all that content uh, on the previous episodes. Um, but from a tax standpoint, the boys at McDonald's, see, the boys at McDonald's, they're afraid of taxes. That's the other reason they want to give the house to the kid. But what they don't realize, what they, what they think is going on, is that there's still a federal estate tax because they're still used to being in a world where there's a federal estate tax and a local um, community millionaire got taxed at 40%, and it's not going to happen to them. But the thing is, we've had at least a $5 million lifetime exemption since George W. Bush was in office. And it, in my opinion, it's probably not going anywhere anywhere soon. So we don't have a 40% death tax for middle-class guys. What we do have is a 4.5% death tax in Pennsylvania uh, if you're leaving stuff to your kids. And I figure that if the guys at McDonald's knew that all they were really doing was saving a 4.5% tax, they would not be so inclined to give their house to their kid and subject the house now to their kids' divorces or disabilities or lawsuits or the kid dying first or all the other things that could happen. So um, the Pennsylvania inheritance tax is just generally one that we're gonna that we're gonna pay because it's at odds with the third tax I want to chat about on today's episode, which is the capital gains tax. Now before I get into capital gains tax, I wanna I wanna do a quick plug for our estate planning workshop. So if you go to secklerlawfirm.com, that's my name, uh, Tim Seckler. Uh, in fact, just go to EstatePlanTim, EstatePlanTim.com, and sign up for one of our three secrets to protect your legacy workshops. I teach this stuff all around town, or my team teaches this stuff. I don't do all of them. Um, but we're teaching families the differences between these taxes and wills and trusts. 
Um, because our, our take on this is why charge for an initial consultation when all we're doing is education? So do the education as a class. Give the people the education for free. Let them make their own decisions um, without having to get out the checkbook. And so sign up for one of the, reg- uh, one of the workshops. You're going to learn a lot. we got we got workshops coming up in Cranberry, South Point, Monroeville uh, all this month. So join us for one of those. Um, it's going to be a great Easter time. We get, we get great reviews on this workshop. Um, capital gains tax. So a capital gains tax is a tax that is due upon the sale of an asset that has grown in value. Right? So if I buy a, a house low and I sell it high, the difference is the gain. That's taxed. Combined federal, state, uh, federal and state can look at like 15 to 18%. Okay? Now, if you ever sell your primary residence, those gains, if I bought my house for 300 and I sell it for 400 those gains are largely exempt from capital gains tax. But if that house is, say, like a rental property, or for that matter, it's not real estate, it could be, it could be a stock, and we sell the stock at a gain, well, now we're going to have to pay a tax on the gain called the capital gains tax. Well, here's the problem. Remember the boys at McDonald's that were afraid of taxes? They give their house to their kid. They give their house to their kid, and the kid takes dad's basis in it. So if dad bought a house, let's say he bought a house in Cranberry Township for $100,000 in 1995, and now that house is worth three hundred thousand. So, so dad has a two hundred thousand dollar gain. He gives it to his kid because he thinks he's being smart about taxes. But now the kid owns it for a hundred thousand dollars. A couple years later, dad needs to go to a personal care home. Family wants to sell the house to come up with some cash to pay dad's bills. Now it's the kid selling the house. It's not dad selling the house, which means it's not the kid's primary residence. And the kid is going to recognize a two hundred thousand dollar capital gain. And a family just made a $36,000 tax mistake. So be careful with this stuff. Be careful when somebody says, oh, I'm going to just give your stuff to your kids because it can cost you a fortune. Um, So that's the capital gains tax. One more thing I want you to know about the capital gains tax is if we leave the assets in your estate, which generally is going to mean it's going to be subject to Pennsylvania's inheritance tax. But if we leave the assets in your estate until you pass away, you don't give it to your kids. We hold it in a trust, certain type of trust. And then when you pass away, now the kid inherits the asset at date of death. Well, the kid's going to pay Pennsylvania's inheritance tax. But we just got what's called stepped-up basis. So going back to that house that dad bought for 100000 and it's now worth 300000 If rather than giving it to our kid during our lives... We give it, the, the kid inherits it when you pass away. Now the kid inherits it for date of death value. The kid owns it for 300000 which now the kid is allowed to sell it for 300000 and he or she is not going to have to pay the capital gains tax. So in a lot of the situation, we will accept Pennsylvania's 4.5% death tax so as to maintain stepped-up capital gains tax, a step, uh, capital gains basis, so that we can avoid the capital gains tax. And so you can see this stuff can be pretty nuanced. It can be pretty confusing which is why you don't do this stuff on your own. If you want to learn more about it, come to one of our workshops, Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy. My job is to get your stuff to your kids without any unnecessary interference from the government, taxes, nursing homes, and all the others. I want want to help you keep the family peace. I want your kids to be educated on what their future roles and responsibilities are going to be when life takes a turn, Um, and uh, we're here to support you along the way. So that's the capital gains tax. One more tax I want to talk to you about. And this thing is the biggest ripoff you've ever experienced in your life, and you probably don't even know that they did it to you. All right? 
it impacts your retirement accounts. It's a thing called the SECURE Act that passed in October of 2019 and became law in January of 2020 and promptly got buried underneath all the COVID news. Um, But this is the biggest tax hike against the middle class I've seen in my career, and it may be ever. Here's how it happened. You're familiar with retirement accounts. You probably have a retirement account, an IRA, a 401k, a 403b. You got a retirement account. See, we're in this 50-year experiment with these retirement accounts. It used to be the companies offered defined benefit plans, which was a pension. Then they want to get away from pensions, and the IRS created this thing called IRAs or 401ks, right? And so now the company could offer a 401k, and they could do a company match, and you were an idiot not to take the company match because it was essentially a 3% raise. So everybody put in 3%. They got 3% from the employer, and now we're plowing money into these tax-qualified accounts. But these tax-qualified accounts, they have some restrictions. Like, for example, you can't pull the money out until you're 59, Like, for example, you have to pull the money out and pay ordinary income taxes uh, when you hit your 70s, okay? Now, here's the thing about them. Understand from a a context standpoint, middle-class America has all of their money in home equity and retirement accounts. That's where it is. You know, I see a 1,000 balance sheets a year, home equity, retirement accounts. And so you got all the baby boomers who are in their retirement years or approaching their retirement years. They got all their money in these qualified accounts. It used to be the case that if my dad would pass away, leave me his retirement account, I could take his retirement account and it could become my retirement account, a thing called an inherited IRA, right? And so then that money could stay in the stock market tax-deferred growth for several decades, depending on when I inherit. If I inherit it when I'm 60, then I can let the money run in the market for a couple of decades. i got to take little distributions, but most of the money can stay in the market. Um, And so I had several years tax-deferred growth, several decades of tax-deferred growth. Beautiful. It was such a beautiful deal that they took it away. Now, after the SECURE Act, what happens is that when you pass away and you leave your retirement account to your kid – your kid is going to have to pull all the money out of the account and pay ordinary income taxes within 10 years after you pass away. So, one, we've lost multiple decades of tax-deferred growth. Second, what are most 55-year-olds still doing? If, if I inherit the money when I'm 55, what am I likely still doing? I'm likely still working, which means I'm already in an inflated ordinary income tax bracket. Now I've got to take my dad's 10, uh, 401k and put it on top of my, of my tax return, on top of my 1040, and the thing is going to bump me up in tax brackets. And now dad's IRA, then under the old rules, I could stretch and grow for 20, 30 years. Now the thing gets smoked in the first 10, and Uncle Sam gets a heck of a lot more. So how did they pull this thing off? Well, it was sneaky. This was not red versus blue. They passed this thing almost in the dead of night is what it felt like. By the time it hit the news that they were considering doing this thing, the U.S. House of Representatives had already passed the bill. <clears throat> then it went on to the Senate. Everybody voted for it. And, you know, the problem is here, it, it's like the perfect crime. It's the perfect crime because you, let's say I'm talking to a retiree, you don't even know that they did it. And it doesn't impact your retirement at all, right? Um, And if you pass away in 20 years and your kids receive an inheritance, they're going to be happy to receive an inheritance. They're not going to know that 20 years ago the law was such that this inheritance would have been worth a heck of a lot more money. The only person that's going to know is Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam is going to get his money, 
right? This is a giant tax hike. And who does it impact? It impacts middle-class families because middle-class families are the ones with retirement accounts. If somebody has $50 million, they may have a retirement account, but it isn't $50 million, right? So consider where we are. Let's, let's just tie this show up and put a bow on it. You can currently pass away with $10 million of non-IRA assets, and there's no federal estate tax. I got nothing against wealthy people. I would love to be a wealthy people. I'm sure we all would, right? So, okay, no death tax for somebody with $10 million. But you take a retired school teacher who managed to scrap together $500,000 in a retirement account when she passes away. Now we've got a tax that's due within a defined period of time after she passed away because she passed away. That sounds an awful lot like a death tax. Now, technically, it's an income tax, but it sounds an awful lot like a death tax. And in my opinion, we now have a death tax on the middle class, and we don't have a death tax on wealthy people. And this, to me, is nonsense. So how'd they get away with it? You let them. We all let them. Nobody said anything, right? Um, and when they say, you know, you hear the words war on the middle class, this to me is what it is, right? I mean, this is how this stuff is done. It's done sneaky. It's done confusing um, over people's heads, under the radar, and all of a sudden they're taxing your kids and your kids are going to inherit a heck of a lot less money from you. So there you have it. That's the SECURE Act. If you want to learn more about this stuff, if you want to learn how to protect yourself from stuff like this, come to one of our three secrets to protect your legacy estate planning webinars or seminars. We have them in person coming up in Cranberry, Monroeville, and in uh, South Point. You can find them at estateplantim.com. Uh, and I look forward to meeting you there, or if one of the other people is doing it, I look forward to meeting you soon. So listen, don't make any legal or financial decisions based on what you heard on this show. It, everybody's situation is different. If you need legal advice, you need to hire a lawyer. We're available anytime. Uh, thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll see you here next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.